Praise God. Good morning, Gates. You all doing good? Good. I'll talk my best Texan for you today. It's good to be here. I appreciate Pastor Bert and Debbie. Becky, sorry. That's a little joke there because for years I called her Debbie. How you doing, Debbie? And finally, after a few beatings, I found out her name was Becky. So, anyway, we appreciate you having me come. I know we're friends, and I, but I know your pulpit is, you treasure your pulpit. And I count it a privilege to speak here this morning. Amen? God is good. What a wonderful name it is. What a powerful name it is. What a beautiful name is the name of Jesus. So, man, yeah, they've, they've left. So, praise God. So, I'm so, so glad to be here. Anybody here, for, this is the first time you've been in service with me. The first time. Praise God. Where you been? <laughs> I've come to Kerrville so many years and so, so many churches. As a matter of fact, I've preached in a lot of churches in Kerrville, but I'm glad to be engaged today. And my wife and I, we live in Virginia Beach. We've lived there for 34 years, part of Wave Church. I'm sure you've met our pastor, Steve Kelly. I think you've been down here. And we bring you greetings from that church today. And uh, just have an ear to hear. You can have an ear and not hear. If you have kids, you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I remember my son, you know, my, my, my second son is 34, and he actually lives in Scotland now for some reason. But anyway, when he was younger, I would say, hey, David, cut the grass tonight when you get home. Okay, Dad, will do. And three days later, when the grass wasn't cut, and I'm getting, a bit, uh, frust- I'm getting a bit frustrated, I would say, David, I told you to cut the grass. No, you didn't. He heard, but he didn't hear, Right? But the Bible says that him that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church today. And I believe God has led me. The steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. I believe God led me here today to give you a word in season, to challenge you, to get you to the next level God wants you to go to. So if you've an ear to hear, you'll, and a spirit to receive, that's another thing. You can hear it, but you need to have a spirit to receive it. So are you willing to receive the word this morning? Amen. God bless you. Thank you. I'll just tell you, would you like me to tell you a funny story? Thank you for that underwhelming response. I'll ask you again. Would you like me to tell you a funny story? Good. Now, if it's not funny, just laugh anyway. Humor me. This lady used to go to work every day and passed a pet shop. And did it for years. And one day she passed and the, the pet owner, the pet shop owner had put a parrot outside on a perch. So when the lady passed, the parrot went ugly, ugly, ugly. And the woman was, my, she was shocked. And this went on for about a week. She would walk past and the parrot would go ugly, ugly, ugly. So finally she went into the pet shop owner and said, you better change that bird. I'm sick. I've walked here for years and now every time I pass, she says ugly, ugly, ugly. The pet shop owner said, madam, you'll never do it again. So the next day she passes and the parrot looks at her. You know how birds look with their eyes, with their head, you know? Never said a word. The next day she thought, I'll go a bit closer to see. She goes a bit closer. The parrot looks, never says a word. The third day she says, I'll fix him. She went right up to, into the parrot's face, and the parrot said, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, wasn't it? Yeah, it's good. Nothing what I'm going to preach on, but that's a good one. <laughs> so you know. 
So the next time your wife, guys, the next time your wife says, does this dress make me look slim? You know. <laughs> if you want a beating, you just answer, it is what it is. <laughs> so for a month in our house, that was the answer to a lot of stuff. Oh, you know. <laughs> Praise God. Listen to the word this morning in, in the Psalms 105. He had sent the man ahead of him, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. His feet were hurt with fetters, his neck was put in a collar of iron, until what he had said came to pass, the word of the Lord kept testing him. I want to talk for a few minutes today about having an excellent spirit. Having an excellent spirit. Near enough is not good enough. Are you with me? This church wasn't built on a mediocre spirit. It was built on an excellent spirit. It was built on a spirit of determination. It was built on a spirit of vision. It was, it was built on a spirit of just never let go. It was hard. It was tough. And I know you've gone through tough times, and I'm here to tell you there's something about having a spirit of excellence. When all said and done, Paul says, having done all, stand. And when we've got a spirit of excellence and God wants to work in us, now to get that spirit of excellence, sometimes God has to work in us. How many know the Bible says it's God that works in us, both the will and to do of His good pleasure? Now, how many realize sometimes His good pleasure is not necessarily our good pleasure? Ever been on the potter's wheel, so to speak, and he's, he's, he's taking out that rough part in you and you don't like it? Because he's perfecting us. He's giving us a spirit of excellence. Now, excellence is not perfection. I don't believe we'll be perfect until we reach the other side. But we can strive to be excellent in everything we do. Are you with me? I love the band this morning, and, and half men, half men, half girls, and, and they had a spirit of excellence. They sang well, they worshiped well, and, and you know, it's good to have a spirit of excellence. I was picked up by Pastor Bert in a spirit of excellence. I, I was looked after yesterday with a spirit of excellence. There's something about having a spirit of excellence that examples God well. Are you with me? And God wants us to be excellent or have a spirit of excellence. Now, God chose Joseph. It's the story of Joseph. You know, how, you know the story in Genesis 37. He chose Joseph because he wanted to do something special with this young man. He, in order to do that, he put him through the ringer. He put him through some tests. Now, how many realize when we're going through tests, sometimes we blame the devil? And it's not the devil at all. It's God that's working in us. It's God that's putting us through the test because he wants to test us. One of the first things I learned in school and work class, we called it uh, woodcraft. The first thing I learned was how to make a poker. You know what a poker is? It's one of those things you poke in a fire, you know, the, the wood and stir up the wood and stir up the flames. Well, you get this piece of metal, little square piece of metal, and then you heat it quite hot, and then you take it and put it in cold water until it turns blue. Then you do it again, and you do it again four or five times. It's called tempering, tempering, tempering the metal. You know why? It's making it hard. Because when you put it in a real fire, when it's not so hot, it, it won't melt. You can hit the fire, you can change the wood, you can do everything with it, because it, and it's not going to bend or break or melt because it's been tempered. You know why God pushes through the fire sometimes? You know why God puts you through the, the water sometimes? Sometimes you feel like you're out in the cold. Sometimes you feel like you're in the heat. Because God is tempering us. God is working in us. He's strengthening us. How, how many lies? He never tempts us to destroy us. He tests us to strengthen us. God will test us to strengthen us. The devil will tempt us to destroy us. 
There's a big difference. You can write that one down. God will test us to strengthen us. The enemy will tempt us to destroy us. And God wants to work in us to change us, to harden us, to, make us, to give us a spirit of steel so we can stand against the wiles of the enemy. It says it, it, in God will strengthen. In 1 Corinthians 10, it says, God will not allow you to be tested more than you are able to bear, but shall with the temptation or the test make a way of escape. Make a way of escape. When God puts us through the test, he'll never leave us in the test. He'll always bring us through. How many have gone through tests and you're still standing? Aren't you glad you never stayed in the test? Aren't you glad you never stayed in the fire? I often think about the three Hebrew children, Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego. They were in the furnace with the fourth man. They could have stayed in the furnace. It was great. They were having a great Pentecostal service there, and the fire was falling, and God was there with them. But nothing happened until they came out. Because when they came out, they didn't have a smell of smoke on them. They, didn't have a, they weren't burned. They weren't singed. And it was when they came out that King Nebuchadnezzar said, Hey, nation, listen to me. Their God will be my God. And their God will be your God. While we're at it, you'll all be, they'll God will be your God too. It was after they came out of the situation that the miracle happened. And God allows us to go through the situations, but He doesn't want us to stay in the situations. He doesn't want us to stay in the valley. He doesn't want us to stay in the fire. He doesn't want us to stay up to our necks in the water. He brings us through the other side so we can do something great for Him because we've learned something. Amen. We've learned something. Aren't you glad today? So Joseph was a young boy. In fact, Joseph was a brat. Anybody here was ever a brat when you were younger? My hand's up. I'll be honest with you. I was a brat. I mean, I was terrible. I spoke before I thought. You know, and, and thank God, after a few beatings in my life, and, and you know, I learned, that's from my wife I'm talking about. After a few beatings, I learned to keep my mouth shut and speak when I'm spoken to. <laughs> but, you know, God can use brats. He used me. And Joseph was a brat. He, just, he, he was a spoiled kid, and, and every, all the other brothers were working in the field, and he was back at home, and, and he had a coat of many colors, and he let them know about it. His significance came from having that coat. And how many know significance doesn't come from what you have? Significance comes from who you're with. Aren't you glad for that this morning? So God won't, but God, but I will say this about Joseph. He heard from God. He might have been a brat. You might be, have been a brat, but somehow, one of these days, years ago, you heard from God and you're sitting here today. Aren't you glad for that? Because God could take the brats. God could take the foolish things to confound the mighty. Because that's what God does. He changes us. He transforms us. He gives us a spirit. Instead of a spirit of rebellion, He gives us a spirit of excellence so we can do great things for the kingdom of God. You never know your influence or your, your, your sphere of influence. You'll, we'll never know it. You can be sitting here in a small town of Kerbal and you think, well, what do I do? You'll never know what you do. Because you'll, it'll, be, it'll be gone into eternity, and sometimes people never tell you. I travel all over the world, and I, I go in, and as we said, evangelists, we, we blow in, we blow up, and we blow out. That's what, they, that's what they say about us. And there's times you just, you just never know what you're doing. But this May, I was in upstate New York speaking at a church, and after the service, I prayed for this young pregnant woman. And the doctors had seen a cyst on our baby in the womb, the whole length of the back of the baby. So we prayed with her. We prayed the prayer of faith. Aren't you glad for that? 
God took a brat from Scotland, filled him with a spirit of excellence, gave him a spirit of faith so we could pray. How many, no, it's not, how many know God heals? And here we are, I pray with this girl, and the next week, the pastor said, uh, he called me, he said, you know, the doctors couldn't find that cyst, so we're just believing God. But last week he calls me and he said, hey, Robert, he says, I just want to let you know the baby was born this week and there's no cyst. Why? Because God is God. God God's able. So, uh, you know, that was one of the stories that I actually got to hear. But how many other stories have you never heard? People come back and say, well, I was saved in one of your services. I was filled with the Holy Spirit in one of your services. Except you don't hear it. It doesn't matter. We're serving God, and we're carrying on with the spirit of excellence. Are you with me today? And God, you know, when God wants to use you, D.L. Moody, one of the great evangelists, he said, listen, when God wants to use you, you will feel like you are being pressed on every side. Have you ever felt like that when just things are coming against you and you feel like you're being pressed? You know why? Because he's pressing you out of you and he's pushing him into you. Aren't you glad for that? Paul, John says, less of me and more of him. I believe there should be none of me and all of him. But the truth is, as long as we're in this, this flesh, there's a whole lot of us. Are you with me today? Because Paul says, I find a law within me that when I would do good, evil is present with me. And that I would do, I do not. And that I would not, I do. Who shall deliver me from this, this horrible man that I am, this wretched man that I am? So we've got that fight every day. There used to be a song, a gospel song back 10, 20 years ago. It said, the old man is dead. I'm going to tell you, the old man is not dead. Unless you didn't know it, I think you do know it. The old man is not dead. He pops up his ugly head every day and tries to put you wrong. But I'll never forget when I was a young man, I was complaining, and, and, and I was in the church, and, and the old man, I complained about something. And the old brother in the Lord came to me and said, Hey, Robert, there's two men inside of you. There's the old man and there's a new man. The one you feed the most will grow the most. And I thought, Wow, that's, that's amazing. And we feed the old man well, don't we? But, why do, but, but I'm, I have intentions, and I've made it for years, and I've been intending for years to feed the new man as well. Feed your new man every day. Get into the Word. Start worshiping in your home. Start worshiping your pickup trucks. Worship, praise God in your car. Praise, pray in the Spirit wherever you are. And feed that inner man. Can I hear an amen? So that's because of God's using us. God will give us, and God will give us tests, or simple ones, to bring our excellent spirit to fruition. Here's some simple one-on-one tests. Work the hours you're supposed to work. If you work for a boss, my wife works for a big company, and she's in charge of about 500 people. And she'll often say to me, if I had 12 of them, I could really do amazing things. Wouldn't you love it if your boss said to you, if I had 12 of you, aren't you with me? Not the ones that are sneaking out, the so-called Christians that sneak out before checkout time, or you know, when the boss is away, the mice will play, sort of thing. But work the hours you're supposed to work. In fact, be there early, and, and be ready to work, be working when your working time starts. Somebody hear me, somebody say amen or omir or omar. Let me know you're out there. Like in church staff, you know, our pastor, Pastor Steve travels quite a bit through the week, and sometimes, you know, people can get the thought, well, Steve's away, We'll just slacken off. No, I believe that's a time when you, you gather together and you work even harder because the father's gone from the church, and when the father's out of the church, that's when the devil tries to destroy the family. Are you with me? So just simple tests. Here's another one. Talk to those who are less fortunate than you. 
Talk to, less, talk to those that are less fortunate. It's easy to talk to someone that will help you get to the next level. Right? Somebody you know can help you get further down the track. But what about somebody that you know can't get you down the track, and you, and, 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 but we need to talk to them too? Because you can get them further down the track. See, You, you can be replenished, or you can be the replenisher. So it's, it's just a little, it's just a little uh, one-on-one test. Here's another one. Give help to someone, even though know it's a con. Even though you know it's not right, and if God says to you, do something, just do something. I mean, I, you know, we have a lot of them in Virginia Beach. They will work for food and, you know, this and that and the other. And sometimes I'll pass them by and I don't feel anything. But there's times that I'll feel something and I'll feel the Holy Spirit say, stop and give them something. Now, how many know that's not the flesh? Because the flesh is greedy. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Me, myself, and I. So I just stop. I've learned, I've learned through a lot of years of disobedience when you hear that voice, have an ear to hear, when you hear that voice of the Spirit say, do something for them, you might as well stop and do it because you can be two miles down the road and you'll have to come back because you won't get peace until you do what God wants you to do. It's a test. And when you do the test, I don't know how you, you know, the Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. And it's true, isn't it? It's far better for you to be on the giving side than you standing in a line to get a hand out from somebody else. How many know that? It's, it's, so when you do it, you just get that, wow, that's an excellent spirit. It just feels great. So tests will build character in you, and it will build excellence in us. See, the enemy will stop you, not because of where you are, listen to this now, but because of where you're going. The enemy will stop you, not because of where you are, because of where you're going. He knows where you're going. And that's why he'll try and stop you now. So when you get that spirit of excellence, we get, we get sharp to, to the, the works of the enemy. And we get, we get, uh, uh, we get uh, we're aware of the works of the enemy. So he, can't, he doesn't have the power over us like he used to have. Are you with me? Yeah. So here are some tests that Joseph had to go through to prove his excellence. Number one, his loyalty was tested. His loyalty. Excellence, an excellent spirit is a spirit that is loyal. How many are loyal? How many are loyal to the church? Half your wrist, lift your hands, other half, not too sure. And some you wouldn't lift your hand no matter what. But, I, you know, I'm loyal to Wave Church. I'm a member of Wave Church. I'm loyal to Pastor Steve and Sharon. And I'm, I'm there whenever, if I'm not traveling, I'm there when the doors are open. It's called loyalty. And there's something about being loyal to your dream that God has called you to. If God has set you in gates, you'll be loyal to gates. Are you with me? And, uh, you know, it's like, Be loyal to your pastors. Be loyal to your friends. Be loyal to your, to, to your, to your spouse. Just something about being loyal, it, it, it helps you become stronger and greater and do greater things for God. Because excellence is the spirit of loyalty. You know that Joseph never recanted on his dream. When the guys are throwing him in a pit, he never said, stop, guys, I'm sorry, I'll never say it again. No, he never, he never recanted on the, dream, on the dream because God gave him a dream. It was a test, but he never, he was loyal to his vision. He was loyal to his dream. And I'm going to tell you, no matter what comes your way, there's something about being loyal. I was speaking to someone the other day that used to come to church, but doesn't come to church anymore. And and they started talking about the church. And I said, stop. You're talking about my family. 
And you may talk to someone else about it, but you're not going to talk to me about it. And if you want to talk to me, let's change that subject and let's talk about something else. And that's loyalty. Loyalty stops the gossip. Are you with me? Loyalty stops the story from getting bigger and greater and grander and skewed. Loyalty, there's something about loyalty. I love the story in the Old Testament, Abraham. God tells Abraham, take your son Isaac and sacrifice him. Isaac was a late child. You remember the story? He was a miracle child. Isaac means laughter. It means joy. So what God says to Abraham is, take your joy and sacrifice him. There's nowhere you read that Abraham told Sarah what he was going to do. Remember? You, don't, you can't see it. Because if you had, Sarah would have had something to say about it. You're going to do what? With who? Over my dead body. <laughs> see, but he was loyal to the dream. So he said, we're going to worship. And the truth is, you know, Abraham's walking there, and he's walking with the boy, and they've got, this, they've got the kindling, and Abraham's not walking like a man of faith. Trust me, like, he's not walking like, well, I'm going to sacrifice my son. You know, God's faithful, God is true, God is with me, and I believe God will make a way in this. No, no, his stomach was in knots. He was churning in knots because he knew God was faithful, but he didn't know the end from the, from the beginning. His stomach was in knots, but he was loyal, and he was going to do it. And I'm going to tell you, just as he was about to kill his son, God came through with a ram in a thicket. And God will always come through. Oh, yes. He'll allow you to have knots in your stomach. Are you with me? He'll allow you to have nervous nights where you can't sleep because of the work of the enemy. But it's to build us and to strengthen us. Because God will always come through at the right time. Are you with me today? So be loyal to your dream. Be loyal to your vision. Be loyal to your church. Be loyal. The Bible says in Philippians 2, Jesus became obedient even unto the death of the cross. Jesus became obedient. He knew what it was. He knew what was facing him. And he did say, Father, if it's your will, pass this cup from me. Let this cup pass from me. I was in, I was in Israel this time last year. I was in Israel standing in the Garden of Gethsemane, and it was just, bless you. And three, three times you'll get three snoozes. And I was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and uh, I was really moved just thinking of Jesus' sweat, drops of blood in the Garden of Gethsemane. Because this was, this was the loyalty. Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, that's the loyalty. At your will, let your will be done. Even though it doesn't look good. I, you know, sometimes we can say, well, God, I don't want to do that, but... If it's your will, I'm all for I'm in. Are you with me today? That's loyalty, even unto the death of the cross. And, uh, you know, we've just got to learn to be loyalty. Joseph shipped to Egypt behind a stinking camel because of his loyalty to his vision. He had a spirit of excellence. He had a spirit of excellence. Listen, God will not hold us responsible for our successes, but he will hold us responsible for our loyalties. I'll, I'll say that one again for you, for those writing it down. God does not hold us responsible for our successes. He will hold us responsible for our loyalties. Loyalty is tested in disagreement. You can be loyal, but if you're in agreement with everything Pastor Bert says, 
it doesn't really affect it much because you're, lo- because you're in agreement. But what about if Pastor Bert says something one Sunday and it just doesn't f- fit with you well? Are you still loyal? You know, I can't, I can't believe some people. They leave the church because somebody says something. Are you with me? Now, I know you probably don't have that here in Texas, but... <laughs> but, you know, they, they get offended. But the amazing thing about offenses, the Bible says offenses will come. I mean, it's black and white. It's not even gray. It's in the Bible. Offenses will come. So I'm telling you now, folks, if you're sitting here today, you will be offended sooner or later. So get ready for it. Amen? Be aware of it. It's a work of the enemy. I've been married 42 years to Margaret. My, my only one wife. I've been married 42 years. The same woman. 37 were great. I'm just checking to see if you're listening. But do you know how many times I've offended my wife? Yeah. Hundreds, thousands of times. How you know how many times she's offended me? Hundreds of thousands of times. I'm kidding. But we never left the family. We never left the marriage. We worked it out. Well, we, well, even to this day, after being married 42 years, men are stupid. And I'll say things I wish I hadn't, and I'll know about it. Are you with me, guys? Can I get a little friendship here from the guys? You say something, you think, oops, you know. It is what it is. I've got a few beatings for that one, I'm going to tell you now. But the truth is, we've never left the marriage because of it. But some people, because they're not loyal, they just leave the church. And they'll go to another church until the fences start there, and they'll leave that one. Are you with me? Because they'll be offended wherever you go eventually, because God, God wants to pull you through the test to give you the spirit of excellence. Are some of you getting something out of this today? Do you understand me all right? I'm talking my best text until you, y'all. <laughs> See, loyalty, this is loyalty, trusting God. Abraham, the Bible says, Abraham took Lot with him, his nephew Lot, remember? Some, somebody said he, he took a lot with him. <laughs> Abraham and, and Lot come to a situation where they have too much cattle and too much uh, uh, animals, so they want to make a decision. Look, you go one way, and I'll go the other. And this is what the guy with the, with the excellent spirit does. He says to Lot, I'll tell you what, whatever you do, that's fine with me. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. You, you choose, and I'll take whatever's left. That's a person with the right spirit. And of course, you know the story. Lot, the man of the flesh, he looks and sees the well water plains of Sodom and Gomorrah. And he ended up a tragic family situation. But the man of excellence says, I'll just take whatever you want, because that person with an excellent spirit understands wherever we go, God's going to bless us. doesn't matter where we go, God's going to bless us. I mean, he, if you went to the Sahara Desert, God will make a way for you somehow, amen? Although the nearest to the Sahara I want to get is Yuma, Arizona. But you know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter. A person with an excellent spirit, he'll trust God for, the, for, for everything. Yeah. Number two, his integrity was tested. An excellent spirit will have integrity. I often say, I've said it for years, and write this down. If you have integrity, nothing else matters. If you don't have integrity, nothing else matters. If you don't have integrity, nobody can trust you. We should be people with our, where our word is our bond. Now, I know we have to sign contracts in, the, in this day and generation, but it should be, for us as Christians, we should say the word 
and, that, and, and it, should be, it should happen. We had a guy sell us a piece of property just in front of Wave Church. It was an old building, an old building, and an old man lived there, and it was right in the entrance to our church, and every time we walked, we came in on Sunday, he wanted to do his washing on Saturday night, and every time you walked into the church, there was all the washing hung out in the, in the line, everything he had. You know what I'm talking about? Use your memory. Use your imagination. So the first thing our people got coming into church on Sunday was all his underwear in the, in the, in the, in the line. And so we, we tried to buy it. He wouldn't sell it, but he, he died. So this other guy bought it, and he, he offered it to us for half a million dollars. Half a million dollars. So we said, we'll buy it. A guy came along, a doctor came along two hours later and said, I'll give you 700000 for that property. Now, we had signed no ticket, no contract. We agreed as men. And, it, and the guy said, no, this guy's not a Christian. He's just a businessman. He said to the doctor, I can't do it because I've promised it to Wave Church. And he sold us the building for 500000 just like he said he would when the doctor would have been giving him 700000 That's loyalty. That's integrity. Are you with me? Integrity. So we've got to keep our integrity. Joseph had integrity through the test. But when Potiphar's wife tried to, tried to seduce him, he got out of dodge. And I'm going to tell young people, if you find yourself in a situation that's a bit compromising, I've got good news for you, and I've got great news for you, and God news for you. Get out of dodge. Get out of that situation as quick as you can. Can I hear an amen? Because some of the parents say, I feel you. No, I said, I feel you. Ah, but say it with a bit of soul. I feel you. That's it. That's it. That's, that's what we've been missing all morning today. <laughs> so the truth is, we, we have to keep our integrity. Number, what number are we on? Thank you. I, just, I, I knew because it's in here. I just want to see if you're listening. An excellent spirit has faith. Joseph is taken out of Potiphar's house. He's accused of trying to rape Potiphar's wife, so he lands up in prison. And the Bible says that when he got into prison, Joseph had a little pity party and just sat down and wept. No, the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says that the warden, he was such a, a, a model prisoner that the warden made him chief over all the prison guards. Listen, over everything the prison, even the guards he was in charge of. The prisoner was in charge of the guards. It was unheard of. Why? Because there was something about Joseph had an excellent spirit, and that faith, in it, because he had faith, he realized he was in the prison, but he won't be there for too long. It's part of his journey. Are you with me? So when you find yourself in trouble, and you find yourself in a situation, just realize you're only passing through. You're not going to stop and collect 200 bucks. You're passing through, and you're going to go through that situation, because it's, God is doing something in your life. Faith. He sat there. He said, well, I'm here for a while, so it won't be long, but I'll be out of here. But while I'm here, let's be the best prisoner I can be. Let's be the, while we're here. Well, you know, it's like we, in our church in Virginia Beach, we have a lot of military, lots of military, 110,000 military people in our area. So we get a lot of military people in our church, and they come for three years. They're, they're up there for three years. So we don't think, well, they're here for three years. Why build on them? No, we, we, we invest into them, we build into them, and, and in the three years are with us, they, they, we do everything for them, we can, so when they move on, the next church is going to say, what church did you come from? Because they're, they've, they've been tested, they've been tried, they have a spirit of excellence, and they have a spirit of volunteerism. Can I hear an amen? Yeah. 
So you're, you're, even if whatever you are, never, never give up. How always have that excellent spirit? They that go forth bearing precious seed, Psalm 126. They that go forth bearing precious seed will doubtless come again, bringing their harvest with them. It doesn't matter if you're, uh, it says go forth bearing precious seeds, weeping. It doesn't matter if you're weeping in the situation. You'll come through it and with an excellent spirit. Amen. Number four. Well, just D.L. Moody said, I would faith. Faith being an excellent spirit. He says, faith is the golden link that joins us to every promise of God. I'll repeat that for those that are writing it down. Faith is the golden link that binds us to every promise of God. Are you with me? That joins us, rather, to every promise of God. Number four is patience. Excellent spirit has patience. When someone criticizes you, don't jump to the bait. Realize that God's with you, and, and God will come through for you and, start, and be your advocate. Are you with me? Yeah. Two years in jail, and the butler and, and forgot him. Here's a good thing. The butler forgot him, but God didn't. See, when, when you're a spirit of excellence, when you're doing what God wants you to do, when you're loyal to your, your vision and your dream, God will, work, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. Now, I can't see the time back there. That's a very little clock for an old man like me. What is it? Is it 11.30? 44. 44, is it? Okay, Becky, you, when it's 11.50, you just slip your hand and say, cut. And she's quite capable of doing that, by the way. <laughs> now, you've got to understand, Becky and I, we go back a long time, and we, have, we know how to tease each other. So don't you try and do it. His patience was tested. And we have to, when we're, when we're an excellent spirit, we don't have to have everything today. Don't be like the lady said, Lord, I want patience, and I want it now. I mean, how many know since you moved into this building, you've been pulled through the, the trial of patience? Because stuff has happened, and things happen, and people happen. Sheep bite. But when you get patience, you keep going. You never give up. It's that spirit of excellence. You never give up. You keep on going. You're loyal to your dream. You're full of faith. You're full of integrity. You're just loyal to your dream. And up there, God's turning it around, and people are getting saved and coming back. Are you with me? It's, you've got to have that patient spirit. You have need of patience. The Bible says in Hebrews 10. Now, we need that patience. I love David. You know, when you're, when you're feeling kind of impatient, just talk to yourself. You know, people say, if you talk to yourself, you're loopy. No, I, I reckon the people that talk to themselves are not loopy. Because David in Psalm 42 talked to himself. He was a little bit downcast. And he said, why are you cast down on my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. And while you're waiting, praise him for the help of his countenance. When you're feeling down, when you're feeling just up against the wall, when you're feeling a little bit antsy and impatient, start speaking to yourself. Hey, I know the Lord will make a way for me. I know the Lord will make a way for me. If I live a holy life, shun the wrong and do the right, I know the Lord will make a way for me. I, I flew into um, Venezuela. Uh, uh, Trinidad. I flew to Trinidad. I, was, I came through Venezuela. I flew, flew to Trinidad myself. The first time I traveled without my dad, I was a bit strange. and I was, It was early in the morning. And, and uh, of course, down there, you know, you... 
you hand over the immigration office some bucks. And I didn't know that. I was green. So I'm landing there, and I arrived there, and, and the guy said to me, you've got the wrong visa. And it's early in the morning. I'm strange. I feel, I feel lonely because this is the first international trip I've, took, I've taken without my dad being there. And, you know, you, you're just lonely. And so he said, sit over there. So I'm sitting over there, and I'm just kind of, I'm confused. I'm kind of worried because I'm thinking, where is this going to end? I had the right visa. I knew I, I, I went to the embassy and I got the right visas. <clears throat> so I'm sitting there, and that God started to sing that song to me, the Lord will make a way for you. And you know when you know it's the Spirit? You know if it's just yourself. I wasn't thinking about the Lord will make a way for me. I was thinking about, will I be put in jail? You know, will I be put back? And it began to sing in the Spirit, and then I realized, hey, God's saying something. I know the Lord will make a way for me. And just then, another inspector came along. He said, what's wrong? I said, well, he said, I've got the wrong visa. And that. he said, come with me. So he took me up to the desk. He said, hey, let him pass. I knew the Lord would make a way <laughs> for me. You know, you've just to trust God. You're, you have to have patience. Because after you've done the will of God, you'll, you'll, you'll be blessed. Are you with me? The truth is, when we're in our lives and things are going wrong and we can't understand, to understand God is writing our story. We have an editor. Every small story has an editor. Every big story has a chief editor. And you and I have big stories. What does the editors do? They edit. The chief editor is editing our stories. Are you with me? He can edit the doctor's report. He can edit your financial report. He can edit your relationship report. He can, end, he can edit your family report. Are you with me? Did somebody say amen. Somebody say oh my. He's an editor. We have patience. Your editor is rewriting your life. You're maybe going through a chapter right now, and it doesn't feel too well. That's okay. If you read books, most of the books end up in a good chapter. Are you with me? I don't know if you, when you, if you used to watch The Lone Ranger when he was young, but it always ended up at The Lone Ranger 1. Are you with me? In the silver bullet. I know the Lord will make a way for me. Somebody say something. His pride was tested. An excellent spirit is not proud. When, the boy, when his brother stood in front of him, And he knew them. They didn't know him. But he, he could have said, you dirty turkeys. You dirty rats. I've been waiting for years, 18 years. I've been waiting for this to get you back. No. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Are you with me? A person with an excellent spirit doesn't want to take vengeance. A person with an excellent spirit realizes this. You meant it to me for bad, but God meant it to me for good. Are you with me? An excellent spirit. Listen, I'm going to finish with this. Musicians, come up. Number six, I'll go quickly with it. His love was tested. His love was tested. He, was, he loved his brothers. He could have jailed them, but he loved his brothers. His memory was tested. He, re, he remembered what God had said to him while he was second in command only to Pharaoh. Listen, our significance, write this down, our significance comes from belonging to God. The Lord is my shepherd. Our influence comes from being a partner with God. Are you with me? God, Joseph lost his significance twice. The thing that gave him significance was his coat of many colors. His brother stripped him of it. Pharaoh, uh, uh, Potiphar's wife stripped him of it as he ran. 
but he realized it wasn't, that's not what he got his significance. He got his significance from belonging to God and be that, had an having an excellent spirit. Our influence comes from being a partner with God. And Joseph becomes a person to reckon with, saves his whole generation, because through all the tests and the trials, he kept an excellent spirit. Have you received the word this morning? See, I believe God wants to give you people. Sharp, well, not give you, but I know some of you, most of you have an excellent spirit. He wants to sharpen it. He wants to clarify it. He wants to strengthen it. He wants to refocus your vision. Are you with me today? If you're here this morning, you're going to say, Robert, that message was for me. Slip your hand up. Be honest now. Yes. Father, I just pray today, these wonderful people in Carable, Lord, the gates of the city, that you'll sharpen them. Lord, you, you, they'll have more integrity than ever before. They'll have more faith than ever before. They'll be more loyal than ever before because of the spirit of excellence you've placed in this church. Lord, you've placed on Pastor Becky and Pastor Bert, Lord, and, and the leadership of this church. You've placed on them a spirit of excellence, and we will not stand down. We will not stop, Father. This place will be full to overflowing because of a spirit of excellence. And Father, we pray today, something supernaturally begins in the heart of everyone here, the spirit of everyone here today. Amen.